Lauren, it is time to get fueled, okay? I had a completely different episode ready to go. And then I decided before we published it that I completely hated it. (laughs) I couldn't send it out. And it wasn't that I didn't... Okay. It wasn't that I hated it. I liked the content. It just... I felt like it was not the time. I was feeling super called to say something else. I don't know where you're at in the world right now, but Indianapolis just went completely in our, you know, in Marion County. So in our, in Indianapolis, in the inner city, we just went completely virtual learning again. And we're in November of 2020, the pandemic, right? And I don't have kids that are actually in school, but I can definitely resonate with the pain of the first shutdown. So I wanted to talk to you guys today about getting shut down again and all of the feels. And I also want to ask you five questions that are going to help us be our best selves in the midst of this insane pandemic world that we live in right now. I, I'm really not even trying to sound dramatic when I say insane pandemic world that we live in right now because who needs another over-the-top exaggerate voice in their life? I'm seriously not trying to be that. But I do want to talk to you, mama to mama, girl to girl, woman to woman, about my feelings on getting shut down again. I'm not talking about the election or who you voted for, if you know Joe Biden wants to shut us down or not, if you believe in another shutdown, if you believe in masks or not. I'm not talking about that right now. I don't care about what your opinion is. I'm literally just talking about the feelings that come with getting shut down again. Chicago has already closed restaurants again. And don't even get me started on California's mayor's quotes or law. It's not a law, but like, I don't even know what to call it. It's, it made me laugh at first, but honestly, when I think about what it actually means for the people that live in California, it makes my stomach curl, cringe, If I think just shortly back, you know, when we first got locked down in March of, you know, 2020, like I said, I don't have a, I don't have kids that are school-aged. I have toddlers and none of them were in daycares or anything like that. I was blessed to be a stay-at-home mom during that, worked from home mom during that time. But we lost, we couldn't, we stopped, we had to stop, our church at the time stop providing kids care, which obviously we didn't know the pandemic. We had no idea what was going on. Of course they did that, but they did it for so long. Oh my goodness. I mean, my husband, he sings in the worship band. So when we had, when he was singing, we would have to, I would have to deal with the kids. He'd go sing. I'd have no help. I'm, I'm wrangling the kids during the sermon. He's singing and he's up in the, you know, the worship band quarters, you know, obviously we're not invited there. (laughs) Um, and it was just a nightmare. And for, for months and months and months, my kids lost the, a lot of the only social interaction that they were used to. And it was just, it's just really hard. It was hard for us too, as I'm, I'm used to as a Christian and as a woman, I really love getting poured into from a pastor and not from myself and not from all that kind of stuff. And it was taken away from us. So there's just a lot of things 
in the face of getting shut down again, that is so scary to everyone. Doesn't matter if you're a mom or just an employee that you're like, you might lose your job. You might be a wife who your husband, you don't know how he's going to keep his job. I mean, there's just so much uncertainty right now. And I have to say that something that we started to do and look for because we were so desperate in our faith and church needs, um, that we had found a church that was still open during the pandemic and we've gone, we had, we'd been going for a few weeks and this past Sunday, my husband again had to sing at our other church, at our church that we go to all the time. And it was such, again, a hassle to go because my son had now been out of church for nine months and he is only two, so he just didn't go to class well. We've been called out and out and out of service to go get him in class. And the just, just facing another closure. <laughs> oh, guys, I was so, I mean, again, I know you probably feel it. I was just really feeling the feels. And then the pastor of this church that we have been going to the fa- for the past few weeks said, we will be open until the rapture comes. They're like, well, you know what? It doesn't matter. The kids' town, the kids' area is going to be open. We're going to be open. When he said those words, I cried. I literally cried tears in my living room as my husband was singing for a different church because I, I need that. Like, that is something that I need. And I know other moms or other wives or other people feel the same way right now. I know there's, there's school closings that are breaking someone's heart. I know that there are after-school activities that are not being able to happen right now that are completely breaking someone's heart. There's just a lot to take in in this season of life that we're in. But, hey, I am crying tears with you. I was actually on my couch crying actual tears with you. I'm also that friend that asks you the hard questions. The questions that are going to fuel the best version of you and I, not the questions that are going to fuel the 2020 version of us. Okay, girl, we want this, like, 2021 gas, right? Like, let's just pump all this up, right? Like, we're only a couple days away from 2021. No, it's really cute. I know that everyone thinks that on January 1st, 2021, everything is going to go back to normal or we're just going to magically poof our way back to what we used to know. But I do want you guys to know that there are some truths that you could grasp right now. There are some things that you could take away from this year, no matter how hard it has been, that could better yourself for 2021. Honestly, I don't think there's been a year given to us other than 2020 that has been able to answer these five questions. So if you are a pen and paper type of gal, which I am also, you don't have to be though. If you're a techie person like my hubby, grab your notes on your iPhone or whatever phone you have, grab your notes. I have five questions that I want you to ask yourself right now. Number one, what will serve us right now? What will, what will serve us right now? If we choose to focus on the good of today versus the sad, bad, mad, etc. Because what has focusing on the sad, the bad, the mad done for us so far this year? Trust me, I've done it too. Ryan and I both lost a grandma this year. In 2020, in the pandemic, his grandma was in a nursing home and my grandma had cancer. So while my grandma passed away, there were only two people allowed in her room. 
when there was a dozen of people wanting to be there, dying to be in there, but they couldn't. Or his Nana, who passed away in a nursing home, with I, which I know a ton of you also have felt that pain. We could go in one at a time. That was it. Or my best friend, who lost her mom in the beginning of the pandemic and couldn't even have a funeral. Yeah, we can choose to focus on all the things that are pissing us off and all the things that are breaking our hearts. But what has that done us? How has that served us? Because I've spent a good couple of months focusing on those things. And I'm here to tell you, sister, that I have felt those feelings too. And you are human. And there is nothing wrong with you for feeling those feelings at all. But I'm also here to tell you that there's something good in today. And there is something amazing in today's present. And what you choose to focus on will manifest itself. So I'm begging you, friend, to choose right now, today, to focus on the good in your life. Focus on the blessings. Focus on what makes you happy. That brings me to number two, the question number two. Because I guarantee there's something right here, right now, you're listening to this, there's something that you can name that you are grateful for. What is that? What are you grateful for? Write down three things for me, please. And also, put that in your daily practice. Wake up every day, even if it's just a text a friend that you have as an accountability partner, which is how I started, or you type it in your phone as in your notes like you're doing right now to answer these questions. Type three things that you're grateful for every single day. Because focusing on gratitude changes your perspective It changes your heart and it changes your mind. It allows you to focus on daily gratitude is the one of the biggest first steps into an abundant life. Have you learned something about yourself during this time, during this year especially, that you either didn't know before or you were able to cover up really well? I'm going to ask that one more time. Have you learned something about yourself during this year? that you either didn't know before or you were able to cover up really well. So we're all about real talk here, right? And before this year, I was able to cover up really well that I used alcohol and fast food to mend my wounds. Before this year, I was so busy with doing other things or running here, running there, I didn't have time to fill my nights with those things. And then when I all of a sudden had the time... I had the willpower at first, and then when it got really hard, guess where I went? I know I'm not alone, and I'm not asking for sympathy. I'm here to tell you that you are capable of being your best self. Write down what you've learned about yourself. I'm not trying to make you feel bad about yourself right now, because I just called myself out. I didn't eat fast food, you guys. I didn't eat fast food for five years. I didn't put a single french fry from McDonald's in my mouth. For five years. And this year I have had it (sighs) countless times. Too many many times to count. I've had it door dashed to my house. I, you know, it's just not, it's not, I don't want to admit it. Don't make me look through my door dash receipts. So I'm here with you. I'm just saying that I've also been on both sides. Write down what you've learned about yourself so we can start working on it. 
Number four, if you can't change the people around you, you know, right? You girl, you know that you can't change the people around you. You know, like you can't change the people around you. But, but sister, did you know that you can change the people around you? Yeah, you can change the people around you. Honestly, that's my 2020 tagline. So this might be one of the hardest questions of the five. What boundaries have you found this year that you should be enforcing that you haven't been? With the toxic friends, with the toxic family members, with the toxic environments that you're putting yourself in, whether that's a work environment that you just thought you needed and now you don't, or a a dead-end friendship that doesn't make sense anymore. But I also have to call us out a little bit right here. Because no matter what, if it's a toxic friendship, a toxic environment, toxic relationship at all, no one can make us feel anything. We give consent to that. So be present and know that if you can't change the people around you, that you can change the people around you. If those people around you aren't, aren't filling you up with empowerment, accountability, Jesus, pointing you to all of the things that you know to be true and good, then ask yourself, what boundaries should you be enforcing? Question number five, new question, what are you going to do about it, girl? I have made you uncomfortable four different ways. Are you just going to know all of this information and go about your day in 2021? I hope not. Glennon Doyle said in the book Untamed, and this is a paraphrase, Because we once feel, know, and dare to imagine more for ourselves, we cannot, girls, we cannot unfeel, unknow, or unimagine. There's no going back. So after you just sat here and listened to this 15-minute podcast about asking yourself four or five questions, hard questions, uncomfortable questions, you can't unhear, you can't unknow. And you can't unimagine what else 2021 has to offer for you. So what are you going to do about it? I challenge you to send me the answers to your questions, to my email or to my DMs on Instagram. Let's hold each other accountable for an abundant and a vibrant 2021. If we choose to focus on the good, if we choose to focus on all of the things that we have right here and now, and practice daily gratitude. And if we took something that we learned from ourselves this year and transformed that in 2021, and then on top of that, we took the people and the environments that were not serving us out, who could we be in 2021? Who could we be going forward? I pray that at some point in 2021, we get to go to live concerts again. That we get to see friends that have been scared for their lives again. That we get to travel again. I pray that we get to attend weddings and even funerals again together. But I pray that we didn't just go through 2020. That we are going to grow through 2020, girl. Let's fuel our souls, fuel our bodies, fuel our minds, fuel our hearts so we can free ourselves in 2021. Let's do bigger and better things this year. Let's do it together. Because like Glennon Doyle said, now that we know, now that we feel, 
Now that we dare to imagine more for ourselves. Girl, we can't unfeel that. So let's feel it. Let's feel it to the stars. Until next time, girl. Talk soon. Girl, I cannot tell you what it means to me that you are here and listening to this show. I am so grateful for you. And I just want to say that if you did love it or if it tugged at your heart at all, please feel free to share this with your friends or better yet, take a screenshot and tag me on Instagram so I can personally shout you out and thank you. Thank you so much for being on this journey, friend. Talk to you soon.